Well, well, welcome everybody. I'm Tyler and do not let your hearts be troubled. The world cannot receive because they do not know. But dear listener, we will not abandon you as orphans. Dave is here and he's going to give us the good stuff from the Last Supper about our advocate, the Holy Spirit. We're also giving you a preview of the Bible Character Craziness Tournament where you can vote to determine the greatest Bible character. Jam-packed pod today, but there is more than enough room in this house. So let's welcome in our favorite co-hosts, Marin and Barry. Good day, guys. Hey. Good day. How's it going? Good. And Dave, good day. Hi. Guys, (laughs) how are you guys doing? All three of you. Great. I'm really good. Yeah. Barry, you're a bachelor, huh? (laughs) For the, for the last couple of days. Yeah. Yeah, How's that been? Olivia's down in uh, Chattanooga. Spring break. And I'm going to go down and visit her tomorrow. We're going to stay at a cabin with family friends. I'm great. Do you feel like you're on vacation? Yeah. I mean, I'm here, but you're at, here. at Grace because I love the podcast so Between much. Between Sundays is its own vacation. Both it, of you came in on your vacations. We have, just we've done that. Yeah, we've yeah. done that before. Got no. a pod, man. You got a pod. Dedication. Got a pod. Um, no, not me. No, I've just <laughs> been. <laughs> you don't got a pod? No. Nope. No, he doesn't oh. take vacations. <laughs> no, oh, you don't take vacations. That's right. When I do, don't expect to see me on a Monday. <laughs> okay. Noted. Emily, keep that uh, Keep that in the back of your mind. Marin, how you guys? Do, how you guys doing? How's the Gaffron clan? I would say good. That would be a good generic answer. Today yeah. was today was one of those days. I left Uh-oh. home and realized I did not have my wallet, but I need gas. So then I drove back home to look for my wallet and realized it was on the floor of Jed's car. So it's just one of those days. You just got And Jed's car was where? At work with Jed, of course. Oh no. So yeah, just what'd one you of those do? days. So I just drove to work. I hate it when that kind of stuff happens. <laughs> Hoping I had enough gas to get here and back. Called yeah. him. He actually was sweet enough to come and deliver me not just my wallet, but this coffee oh, that I had nice. for oh, me. So nice. He could have gotten a bigger size. Redeem the day. I witnessed them uh, hugging and kissing in the lobby. Oh, PDA wow, in the lobby? Sound like- <laughs> <laughs> PDA in the lobby. Scandal. <laughs> no, it's it okay. It's okay. It was good. <laughs> okay. Very, very, very grateful that he would drive out of his way to rescue me yet again. That's uh, nice. Yeah. Way to so, go, Jed. Yeah. Those good days. guy. Left my charger for my computer at home. Just one okay. of those days. Mm. Just did not get off to a good start. So I'm uh, hoping this pod redeems the whole thing. What'd you nope. guys do this weekend? <laughs> no promises, Mary. <laughs> yeah. Could be wacky. Um, this weekend, I led worship at 146. So it was a busy weekend. Oh, it was incredible. For me. Um, it was. My son played drums and Fisher's Fuse. So just we're, we're going in different directions as a family sometimes. Makes it a busy weekend. Okay. But let me tell you what I did do though. What'd you do? So my band that was with me this weekend, yeah. they were talking about the best wings, like where we could get some good chicken wings. Chicken wings. wings. Yes. Um, the Ale Emporium. That's what they yeah. Yes. I've been, so then yes, Sunday is. after church, my husband randomly, not even knowing I had this conversation, decided that, hey, we need to go check out this place. It just opened in Fishers. There's one, I think, in yes. Esselton. Yep. And then there's a brand new one in Fishers. Mm. And we went and they were absolutely right. Really? These wings were bonkers. What mm. kind of sauce so are good. you talking? I'm not even talking about sauce. No. No. Raw. <laughs> I just want the smoky deliciousness and the good crunch of a properly prepared wing. It what, was what makes a What makes a good wing? So that's the thing. I'm not much of a wing eater, but I know good food when I taste it. I think wings are kind of pointless in that there's not a lot of meat and there's a whole lot of bone. However, they're just so crunchy and like slightly sweet if you get the teriyaki ones. I think it's called hermanaki or something like that. Super smoky. My goodness. Seriously, it made a believer out of me. I believe in wings. Do you like wings, Dave? Uh, I don't have them very often, but if they're 
well-made. I love them. Yeah. Where does like B-dubs rank on your, on wings? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say nah. Ick. I think I've had a rubbery Like slimy. They feel, I feel like those wings are slimy. Ick. Mm-hmm. Ick. Ick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I mean. Like I don't even want them tossed in sauce because I don't want anything to take away from that initial crunch factor. Oh, you know what? Yeah. If you ever have them just with, with some kind of dry rub on Right. Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what these were. See? So, that's good. See? Yeah. yeah. Can I tell you that Barry's wife makes really good vegetarian wings too? True. What? 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 They're good. Vegetarian wings. How yeah. can that be done? Well, they're not wings. Okay. Yeah, they're not actually. There's, there's Are no there bones like, in them. No, no. <laughs> no. Which is part of the part of the best part of it because what are they? Like what the are bones. they made out of? Uh, there's a couple different kinds, but the the absolute best ones that she makes are actually cauliflower wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are ridiculous, spectacular. Yeah, Great. like them, like them. Barry, what'd you do this weekend? That's just it. Nothing. Nothing? <laughs> That's not true. I, okay, I have a thing. When I'm on break, I end up just sinking into a like a pit of despair because I, mm-hmm. when I'm like completely off because I'm not very good at not having things to do. So this time, knowing that about myself, I made myself a big long list of things around the apartment that I really wanted to do. And then I gave myself breaks from that list to enjoy other things like playing video games and watching yes. movies. And it, I, I've hit peak <laughs> vacation staycation for myself because I am yep. I'm very relaxed and also very productive and that's right that's good for me what other what kind of stuff like vacuuming and yep vacuuming oh really yep setting up the cage or the little pen for our rabbit oh, oh you got an oh, incoming bunny come. possibly next weekend stay tuned yeah well, you, you've talked about this so been, give us give us the update <laughs> it's been a really long ordeal <laughs> yeah. it's like seven straight weeks of bunny adoption <laughs> I know uh, it's been a there's the rabbit that we wanted to get apparently had been displaying some behavioral what? Oh, issues. Humphrey? No, no, no. The original one that we were looking at <laughs> because he, I guess, started nipping at his his foster family and they wanted to give him some time to get over the, the stress mm. of his gotta, ordeal. Gotta but then that. we met- Nipping. We, we heard that there's this other rabbit named Humphrey that is looking for a home and Humphrey is very, very cute. And so we're like, yeah, okay. But Humphrey- had to get neutered. And so <laughs> it took a week mm. for him to recover from the surgery. And then another week, apparently for his hormones to settle down. Oh my goodness. And so, uh, and then we went on break and didn't want to like leave a rabbit home alone for a week. Yeah. So we said, all right, we would have watched weekend, We would have watched that's it. That's true. Nope. It's true. <laughs> Bunny sitting. Poor Humphrey. So anyway, hopefully next weekend, I can tell you guys all about our brand new- Yes. Our brand new rabbit, Just Humphrey. in time mm-hmm. for Easter. You're going to have to post wow. a pic. <laughs> Emily, you're going to have to put a picture of Humphrey. Absolutely. Don't you guys get like daily video clips of well, Humphrey? Humphrey already has his own Instagram account. He which does. I'm I've sure we will be maintaining. He's, he's spastic. Yeah, he's 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 really cute and jumpy. He's like hop hop. Yeah, and then he Whoa. just jumps. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So the other thing I did this weekend is yeah. I had you, Tyler, yep. come over, and we had the nerdiest afternoon yesterday yep. ever. He brought over his whole TV and Xbox. I brought, oh my I brought over my 45 inch TV. <laughs> oh, no, you did. Yeah. And we played and we played uh, Fortnite, yep. the the hottest game in town right now. We it's free. We sat it's on great. the same couch looking at different TVs and played for hours, five hours straight. <laughs> Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was extremely great. nerdy. Yeah. Guess how, many, guess how many times we won? Zero. I, zero. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> we're not that yeah. great. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. That's fantastic. Dave, how are you doing? Good. Yeah. I'm a little tired. How was, how was your weekend? 
It was good. Uh, you know, preached this weekend and then mm -hmm. we went home and we went to an art show to see Anya, our kind of our grandkids, mm. not the mm -hmm. grandkids. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Penny goes, hey, let's take him to a movie. So we went and saw Wrinkle in Time. How was it? Mm. Uh, odd. <laughs> and, yeah, the story's kind of weird. And wonderful. Really? Oh, yeah. Odd, wonderful uh, cinematography. Oprah. Oprah, weird. Oprah, weird. She was kind of weird. But the whole, of course, it's a classic. Wrinkle in Time yeah. is like mm -hmm. like top of the list of sci-fi mm -hmm. for Madeline Langle. <laughs> is, <that how> <laughs> is that how she pronounces it? Madeline But at any rate, it was fascinating. I'd be interested to see what people, how people react to it. Mm. I, I, we had, I had Jude, six-year-old Jude sitting beside me. I'm thinking, this is not going to, this is not going to go. Dude did not take his eyes off the screen. He loved it. I think. Okay. I think. Yeah, okay. I really want to see it. And the kissing scene near mm -hmm. the end, he covered my eyes. He covered your <laughs> eyes. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I so when you saw Marin and Jed in the lobby today, did you? Yeah. I covered my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like that, I promise. <laughs> so I'm curious when, I mean, we were both on here at 146 this weekend. You yeah. gave the message yeah. four times and mm -hmm. I led worship four times. Mm -hmm. When I come home, it's like, it takes everything in me not to just completely crash. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because so we went to the art show, saw this thing, which was Anya did it a phenomenal job. And then we went to the movie. And then after the movie, then we took him home. And then I came home and I don't I don't even remember the rest of the evening. Right. Hmm. I literally sat down on the couch, had a bowl of chili. Uh-huh. Next thing I knew it was today. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. That sounds about yeah. right. Hello. Yeah. We got home from having wings and we have a we have a king size bed, which is fantastic because the whole family can pile in. So I just had the kids <laughs> yep. jump like, let's watch a movie. And I just, the dog, everyone, we were just piled in one location. Mm -hmm. Just, I wanted to be still and have us all together for an hour and 20 minutes. At what least. movie did you watch? It was not worth mentioning. Oh. <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous. And it was on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Trolls. No. <laughs> Not trolls. Not trolls. <laughs> no, but the point is that we just all were together yeah. in this heap of wonderful family love for a solid hour and 20 minutes. I feel like that, Marin, is is probably your ideal moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. It's the greatest. Mm. Not like, only not only are they all in the nest as in like yes. at home, but they're actually in like a literal nest Literally, on top of your yes. bed. Yeah. That's awesome. It was the best. Marin, I want you don't know I'm gonna ask you this, but Friday night, we attended something together. Yes. I, would you mind sharing about that experience and what that was? I, I'll i do it, but I want, I want to hear, I haven't talked to you about this. So I, I'd love to hear your perception and take on what happened Friday night. Yeah. So I, I had found out last month, a little, almost too late about your listening table, like mm -hmm. movie screening events that you do um, at the 8450 building. And this is just something that you do in your spare time. It's not a grace sanctioned thing, right? You yeah. So the listening that? table is a group of volunteers, congregants, uh, members of grace who uh, care about the issues of uh, the broken place of hatred, uh, healing relationships through um, race relations and things like that. And so we've been meeting for a couple of years and we just decided one of the easiest ways we can start conversation with whether, no matter what background you come from, is to share an experience and watching film together. And so last month we started what we hope to be a monthly occurrence where we show or screen a film and then have a conversation about it. Uh, this month we watched a movie called White Like Me. And uh, yeah, so that's what Listening Table is. 
Yeah. So I was excited that I had a chance to go. For one, I thought I was booked that night. I thought my son had a concert with a yeah. band or something. And as soon as I found out that I had my dates crossed and I, my night was free, I'm like, oh, awesome. We'll get to go. Um, so it was my first time going down to the 8450 building to watch a movie. You guys had popcorn, yep. which was great. Brought our own popcorn. Chad brought his own water, but it turns out he didn't have to because yep. you also And we have water. water. Popcorn or water, man. We treat you right. <laughs> yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. And the movie was insightful. Um, I think- I think the the title of the movie was a little bit misleading or or maybe even off-putting because it would make you feel like white like me, oh, they're probably just going to say a bunch of bad stuff about, you know, white people and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Even Jed wasn't quite sure what to think. Like, oh, what's this even going to be, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, well, it says white like me. and Yeah. I guess that means like you. So <laughs> let's go see this movie about white you. like Jed. White like Jed. Yeah, but it was insightful. Uh, we had a great conversation on the way home. I asked him, was it what you thought it would be? And and he said, no, it really broke down the history of how we got to where we are mm-hmm. as a nation mm-hmm. um, in our conflicts and race relations and all that. And it's stuff that you can't argue. It's just history in the history books and mm-hmm. not even um, not even necessarily fueled by emotion, just some facts. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a documentary. Yeah. yeah okay. I haven't seen it yet. I, is yeah. it, I mean, worth watching? Would you recommend totally. it to people? Mm-hmm. We had to rent it on um, Vimeo, which I didn't know you could rent movies on Vimeo, mm-hmm. but news to me, that's the only place we could find it. Like it, doesn't exist anywhere mm-hmm. else. It's it's by a guy named Tim Wise who wrote a book called White Like Me, which is kind of a mirror image of a book called Black Like Me, which was written mm-hmm. 30 or 40 years ago. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it was a beautifully diverse gathering of people who had a wonderful and what, what, what other word can I use but insightful? I feel like I'm using that word too many times. Um, but a conversation that followed where people were able to just speak freely and speak what, what was on their heart, what was on their mind. And the whole point, again, it is called the listening table. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like I was just there to listen. And mm-hmm. I don't know if, if you noticed that or not, but I oh, really yeah. didn't say a whole lot because I just wanted to hear, listen, I've been doing this race relations thing (laughs) since the day I was born. Like it's my life. So I could talk for hours on the subject. um, But I really wanted to listen and hear what some of our friends Mm -hmm. were dealing with and how they're processing things and um, what they're passionate about, what matters to them. So for me, again, with the word insightful, it just was great. I felt like, wow, this is nice. I get to um, kind of put my finger on the pulse of where my friends are um, Good. in dealing with this. And yeah. Good. Yeah. It, it was an awesome night. It, I mean, we've done this twice now, had two screenings um, and exactly zero people. Emily, did you come to the first one? You didn't come to the first one. Exactly zero people from the first screening came. Nobody mm. was there from the first month. Really? Yeah. And so it was a room full of new people. Mm-hmm. Much of them I had not met. Much of them, actually, some of them don't even go to Grace. They just, they were invited by their friends who do go to Grace to come and contribute to the conversation. And so I met so many new people. Um, but it was such a glimmer of hope, not just for North Indies campus, but for Grace Church mm-hmm. that like there are, because there are people in our midst, in our community that care so deeply about this issue that deal with it in their daily lives that want to contribute to healing. And it, 
for the first time in almost two years, I felt like, oh my goodness, like a glimmer of hope in, in this group that we've been meeting with on, on a monthly basis. It, it felt so good. And um, it was so good to meet those people and hear their perspective. And um, yeah, so I'm excited for the, the future of this. By and large, would you, would you agree? The common theme that I kept hearing all night is just how grateful people were that a church was having mm-hmm. this conversation. Yeah. So over and over, people were saying, it's a big deal that a church would host something like this, where we get to experience this together. And it, uh, the movie is hard to watch in some parts, but we get to experience this together. And then we just get to share what our experience is about the experience mm-hmm. with with each other. It's huge for a church to do that in 2018. And so they were, it felt like people were grateful yeah. just to be in the room. Yeah, yeah. I know Jed was networking afterwards and getting phone numbers and like just creating community. Yep. It was an opportunity was really nice. to do that. So mm-hmm. super cool. Thanks for doing that. Yeah. We hope to do it every month. So yeah, thanks for coming. Tyler, uh, how do people find out about more about listening this. table. Yeah. Uh, you can find listening table. It's run by volunteers uh, on social media. So Facebook, you can search for it. You'll find it. There's a group page. Um, I think we're also on Twitter. Yep. You are. And uh, maybe Instagram, but definitely Facebook and Twitter. Uh, guys, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I thought I'd let you know what happened on my weekend. Um, so Friday night, we went to listening table, got home. There was an issue with my dog. And I don't know if you guys have ever had to deal with like putting a dog down. No. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, Dave? When I was younger, yeah. Okay. So this is my first encounter with making that decision. Like, mm-hmm. is it time to put, take it, take the dog to the vet? Our dog was 12 years old. His name was Ernie. Friday night, he was just like not moving. And he was breathing weird. And so I carried him. He's like 80 pounds, had to carry him to bed. And, uh, we kind of felt like he was dying in front of us, but we weren't going to take him to the emergency vet. Cause we've done that before. And that's super expensive. Um, so we're like, all right, let's just try to give him some water and hopefully he'll wake up in the morning and he'll be good to go. Well, he wasn't good to go. He woke up and he was just sitting there. Like he would not move. He would not and this is a dog, this is a boxer. So this is a dog mm-hmm. that even though he was 12 years old, he had, he had more life than our bulldog. Yeah. Who's three. And, um, so yeah, I had to take him to the vet on Saturday morning and, uh, make the tough decision to, um, put him down, I guess is how you put that. Um, but yeah, it was surreal and probably the hardest thing mm. I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Like, you feel guilt. I don't know. Like he's old and this, I mean, it's the best decision for him because he was in pain and you, you want to end that for him. And, mm-hmm. but I'm literally sitting in the vet by myself, holding his head mm. while he's, his life is ending. And oh, man. it was brutal. So that's part of the reason why I was really looking forward to bringing my TV over to yeah. Barry's house and playing yeah. video games for like five straight hours. Do we not yep. think about yeah. that. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I was just hanging out with you on Friday night, you know? Yeah. And then Saturday morning, like the first thing I saw was that yeah. you had to totally, put your dog down. Totally like, unexpected. Did he know about that on nope. Friday? I didn't know. Yeah. I was totally wow. unexpected and surprised. So we have um, a boxer too. Yeah. Our boxer looks a lot like your boxer. Yeah. So it was just, it's hard to even think about I know. That. This is my husband and I's first dog. So when we have to reach that point in the road, it'll be the first time for us as well. So yeah. My heart goes out to you. It's one of those things you get a dog and you're like, I don't know, at least I was, I, I've had Ernie since he was a puppy, mm-hmm. since I was in college. So was, in some ways he's a symbol of my youth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
your early adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. I had him in college and I've had him ever since. Like he's seen all of my twenties and into my thirties and all that stuff. So, um, it's one of those things though, you get a dog and you're like, oh man, this is going to end sometime. Mm -hmm. And I remember when he was younger, just being like, please don't ever die. Just please don't ever die. And, uh, yeah, so that's what I was doing. It was tough, but sorry, Tyler. Yeah, thank you. Um, it was good though. It was it was the right right thing to do. And I used to pray that my ferrets would be raptured with me <laughs> as a child. Yeah, just wasn't ready How? to ever have a pet leave me <laughs> ever. When did you stop doing that? When my ferret got so sick and miserable, I was like, okay, this isn't even fair. Like, Lord, just take my ferret home. Rapture. Which I've would- never heard anyone <laughs> ever say, ferret Lord, take my ferret home. <laughs> Lord, take my ferret seriously, home. these poor babies. Which, and that, that happened when I was a kid, but it prepared me for losing my grandma later on. It's because you stretched it too much. I also used to pray that my grandparents and I would get raptured together. Like, I just didn't want to lose anybody. Yeah, I understand that. I Rapt- raptured ferrets my- is one of my favorite bands. <laughs> that is a great band name. <laughs> no, but yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, you, you get to the point like you did with Ernie where you just don't want to see him suffer anymore. Yeah. There is one option uh, is to get a giant cockatoo. They can live upwards of 80 years. I don't so want that, man. That way, like a they, they don't- tortoise. Tortoises, they live long, yeah. Yeah, so they would outlive you. In other <laughs> They're words. slow. No. They're very slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> All right, let's turn the corner to this last weekend and talk a little bit about the uh, our advocate and the Holy Spirit. Dave, um, you spoke this weekend and um, would love to hear for anyone who may have missed it or uh, have since f- stopped thinking about last weekend. What yeah. what was kind of the big idea uh, of your of your sermon last weekend? Well, the big idea was that um, in the middle of our anxiety, um, our frustration, our fear and being scared, um, we are never alone mm-hmm. because the way Jesus designed it, he'll never leave us as orphans. He didn't leave his initial followers as orphans and, and, and us either. He sends the advocate, the comforter to guide us into all truth. So in the middle, yeah. So the concept, honestly, I'd really not even looked at the passage before like this, that it came out of the, I mean, the key, the key he says is don't let your hearts be troubled. Mm-hmm. And then eventually gets to the point where he, where he says, look, here's, here's what I'm going to deal with. Here's how we're going to deal with this because you're clearly full of anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send an advocate, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, who will guide you into all truth. So that was sort of the big idea. And as I was listening to you, I thought, so do not let your hearts be troubled. You will never be alone. Were you specifically speaking to the broken place of isolation and loneliness or was that just my interpretation of it? Uh, that's one way to look at it for sure. Um, it was in, in general though, because uh, we're not alone when we're, I mean, you could look at the broken place of pain too. Mm-hmm. You're not alone in your sure. pain. Um, you're not alone in your isolation. You're not alone in, as you deal with injustice, you're just not alone. Mm-hmm. And um uh, and there's a lot more to say about the Holy Spirit than just guides us into all truth. He's the one, you know, he is the comforter who comes alongside. He's, he's Jesus. Mm. He's Jesus in us. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, you hearken back to the series we did about a year and a half ago or almost two years ago, mm-hmm. um, where we spent a long time talking about the Holy Spirit. Um, but this, this week particular, we were talking about him um, 
Jesus uses the word advocate. And we showed a video before your sermon about what people think an advocate means. And yeah, man on the street. Yeah. 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 Big and props to whoever did that video too. Emily. That video was awesome. Emily, Emily, Emily and Mighty. Emily. Yeah, Mighty is on our communications team and he puts the, all the videos together, but Emily was out there asking the questions. So nice job. Yeah. So there were two questions. The first one is what is an advocate? Right. So that was neat. They all kind of responded with the same thing. All of them said someone who speaks for you someone who speaks for you. The second question was, do you have an advocate? And my Hmm. heart just broke because so many of them were like, oh. It brought them up short, didn't it? Yes. Mm -hmm. If only they knew. The look on their face was priceless. Like, Mm. I've never thought about that. Yeah. 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 It was like a surprise to everyone. Yeah. Could you imagine? Oh my goodness. Yeah. The word, it's interesting because the, the translation we use at Grace, the NLT, New Living Translation, it's one of the few translations that translates it as advocate. Hmm. Okay. Almost all the other translations, NIV and others, will use comforter or counselor. Um, it's interesting that they chose that because that's the classic, classical Greek mm. definition of parakleto, paraclete, one who comes alongside. It's used in almost in legal, legal terms. But it's interesting that they chose that. I'm glad they did. Um, it, one who advocates for us. Yeah, the imagery, as far as I understand it, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but the way that it worked back in the ancient world, ancient Greek world is there would be, if you were on trial for something, you would have a person that would be your advocate that would essentially, and they would be a comforter, but they would they would be there and they're like, I'm not going anywhere. I am standing in for you. Yeah. I'm speaking for you. I'm going to, and so we, you could translate it like lawyer kind of, but okay. it's, it's more of like a, yeah, companion through the hardship of a trial. Well, and our, yeah, and um, you know, Chuck and Vivian Gross are have been um, they attenders of grace. Told me they were guardians ad litem, hmm. and they were people that were assigned to those, uh, especially children who do not who don't have an advocate with them. So it's sort of like hmm. that's the Holy Spirit acts in that way. Mm-hmm. Like when I don't have someone else, when there's no one else, I have the Holy Spirit. He, he has his arm around me. He is advocating for me. He And he is guiding me to truth. I mean, he's a mentor, a discipler. I mean, you could, there's a lot of different terms you could use for him. What do you think? Do you think the disciples had any clue what he was talking about? Well, I went back and looked through other moments where Jesus mentioned the Holy Spirit. So that wasn't the first time he mentioned the Holy Spirit, but it was very sporadic. If they knew anything of the Holy Spirit, especially from the Old Testament, it was that from time to time, the Spirit would show up upon someone or into a circumstance and there would be something powerful that would happen. So um, if they knew anything, that's the only thing they knew. Okay. Um, But very little other than that. Mm -hmm. And when he was talking about being in them. Yeah, yeah. That's what I don't don't think they, they didn't have a clue what, what that meant. Because so much of of their whole life, their their spiritual awareness and life was based around the idea of God exists with Israel. Israel uh, is based in Jerusalem. Jerusalem's right. power comes from the temple, and and God's mm-hmm. presence is in the temple at a very specific point on the Ark of the Covenant. I mean, it's all it's all based on that God is in one place, mm-hmm. and sometimes He moves, but but we know where He is. He's mm-hmm. on on. Mount Zion, he's, he's at the temple, but suddenly 
everything yeah. changes when God's now saying, no, I'm my spirit will now dwell within you. You are a temple from right. now on. Every one of us is the temple of God, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, and then you go, like I said, 40 days, roughly a month and a half after that dinner, when the Holy Spirit actually came upon the followers of Jesus Christ, that was nuts. I don't think we have any idea what that felt like. I mean, we have a description in Acts chapter two, but it's out of control. Yeah. I mean, things are happening. It's like fire and wind and craziness. Um, and that's within us. So I think it blew their mind. It blows my mind. What blew my mind was when you said of the Holy Spirit, you can't lose him, even in all the bad choices you've made. Right. That was like a light bulb moment for me because I know that to be true. Mm-hmm. But there was a time in my life where I was so crushed by the weight of my sin and just guilt and just so downtrodden by all of it. I can remember being on my hands and knees and just weeping and praying, like it says in Psalm 51, um, please don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Right. And I didn't know if I was forever disqualified from ministry or from whatever, Mm. like I'll just walk like a regular person now and just not do ministry because, oh my gosh, the weight of my sin. I was just ground into dust and I was praying and pleading, take not your Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. from me. I don't know why in that moment I didn't think of, I'll never leave you or forsake you, but I can tell you I was not thinking of that. And then you came in and said, when you're in that moment, he's the one driving you to your knees. Absolutely. Mm. Because you wouldn't even be feeling that if it weren't weren't for him, which is why there's a huge... Let me back up a second. The interesting thing about that Psalm 51 is that actually that's what happened in the Old Testament. Mm. There are several stories in the Old Testament where the Holy Spirit actually left someone. Okay? Didn't it say that about Saul? Mm. King oh, Saul? Oh, yeah. Mm. Holy Spirit just left him. When Jesus introduces the Holy Spirit to it's a whole new way of understanding God's interaction. So when the Holy Spirit entered, now that won't happen again. That's amazing. That won't happen again. Because Jesus said, I think it's John 14, was it 12, 13, 14, whatever. He says, he will never leave you, ever. He won't leave you. And from that point on, that's why when we feel conviction, that's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. When we feel bad, that's the Holy Spirit. He's drawing us back, drawing us back, drawing mm-hmm. us back. Now think about the fact that there are half the people, whatever the percentage of the, in the world who don't have the Holy Spirit. I mean, they're relying... The Holy Spirit does speak to them, but he's not within. Mm. And so the capacity to feel shame, the capacity to feel guilt, the capacity to be drawn to God is far less. Mm. It's far less because he's not within them. So staff right now is going through the rooted experience. We've talked about rooted a little bit at Grace. And last week, one of the particular days was focused on the Holy Spirit. And one of the questions was, what were your views of the Holy Spirit prior to this experience? And now what are your views of the Holy Spirit? And it was, I mean, for us as staff, it's perfect timing to, for this message to come around. Mm. Um, But what, what do you say to people? Because I might be one of them that say, you know, I just don't feel like anything's inside Mm -hmm. of me. Is it, is it the, the tips that you gave, like pay attention, write everything down. Uh, yeah. Is that is that what you would say to most people who are like, it, it, uh, how do I know if it's in, if I have the Holy Spirit inside of me? Well, some some of it's an act of faith, um, but some I th- I would contend 
that if we pay attention, because I don't think you ever shut him up, he just, he never stops communicating. If we pay attention, you give an inch and atten- inch of attention, he'll give you a mile of communication. Mm. So that's why I make such a big deal about paying attention. Mm-hmm. If we pay attention, he will speak and we will experience him in some way. I just take that to the bank. If um, I would, I don't know that I would understand why, if I was paying attention, why the Holy Spirit wouldn't speak. Hmm. That was like a, a lot of double negatives. Yeah. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I was confused with what I just said. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people feel like, what's wrong with me that I'm not hearing him yeah. speak? Yeah. 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 And I would start with, okay, let's start with the question. The fact that you're asking that question is the Holy Spirit is mm-hmm. doing mm. something at least to cause you to go, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Okay, we start there. Um, and then start paying. I believe in if we pay attention, he will speak. And and if you just look around, it'll happen through something weird or something normal and and it'll, ju- it'll just happen. He will speak. One of the things that, that you taught me, have taught me, dad, is sometimes when you're praying or especially praying for somebody in your mind, you will take a moment to say, spirit, I'm listening. Yeah. I'm paying attention right now. What do you have for me? And I've begun practicing that. And what I can say is the more that I've done it intentionally, the more, not necessarily the more that it happens, but the more that I, I I know the sound of the spirit's voice, the more I hear it, the more comfortable I am knowing, oh, that's the spirit. And I, some certain things happen to me, uh, when I, when I hear the spirit's voice. And so it's, for me, it's almost like trying to know what the spirit's voice sounds like. If you've never actually heard it is, is really scary and tricky and it seems like impossible, but the more you pay attention and the more energy and time you put into it, the more you realize, Oh, I know what the spirit sounds like Mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. Does that resonate with you guys? I think he speaks so many different ways and I'm glad you brought up rooted. We just, this week, had a chapter called God Speaks. And it talks a little bit about the ways that God speaks. Um, you you mentioned this too. Sometimes it's an audible voice for some people. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just like a quickening in your heart or a concept that kind of drops into your brain and you're like, I know I didn't just think that up. Mm-hmm. That came from somewhere else. Sometimes he speaks through other people. And what struck me in day two of this week, I circled this for my son. It said, God speaks to us through creation. And it just quotes Psalm 19, uh, verses one through four. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth, Mm. their words to the ends of the world. I sent my son to a summer camp once and they gave the kids some time to just go be alone in creation. And the thing he took home from that whole week of camp was just the way he was connecting with God in nature, Hmm. looking at the works of God's hands. My son's just such a little nature boy. I love Hmm. it. Loves to take nature (laughs) photography, all that stuff. But God speaks to him through the work of his hands and even he's connecting with God by looking at leaves, you know? <laughs> I get so that. There's any number of ways yeah. that the Holy Spirit speaks and yeah. God speaks. And so, so watch this. So Ty, I forgot, what's your dog's name that you just- uh, Ernie. Okay. You said something just a couple of minutes ago when you were thinking about Ernie's passing. Mm-hmm. Okay. You said something about it, your 
he was the expression of your youth or something? Yeah, symbol of my youth. Symbol of youth. Okay. And that came to you sometime this past weekend, probably Saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So walk that back for you. I'm I'm not presuming anything, Tyler, but I think the Holy Spirit was speaking to you at that moment. Hmm. Okay. So just, I mean, if you don't mind, process, sure. process this out loud. What might Ernie's passing, what might have been going on in Ernie's passing that was the Holy Spirit's voice to you? Um, possibly that, uh, I, the way I put it is a, it's like an end of an era, but the beginning of an era too, for me Yeah, and for our family. I mean, we just started a family this year and yeah. So possibly, um, time to put those things behind yeah. me. Yeah. And that could very, and here's what I would recommend to a person. What I would say is take a moment like that, especially major moments. And that was a major moment in your life mm-hmm. is sit down and, and ask Holy Spirit, okay, what were you saying to me? And I guarantee he'll tell you, mm-hmm. you just, you said one thing. So the next step is to say, okay, there's something, this is like a passing, uh, a crossroads in our life. What mm-hmm. is the crossroads? Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, what are you, what are you saying about the past? And what are you saying about the future? Mm. This is what I mean about active assumption. If we assume that at every single thing, the Holy Spirit is speaking and I do actively every day, we can capture the we can capture more accurately the voice of the Holy Spirit than we even imagine. Hmm. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah, because uh, I had a guy write me. Um, he actually contacted me on Twitter and he said, "Hey, I just and then we connected on email and he said, can you talk about this active assumption mm-hmm. business?' And what I simply what I meant is, let's go into every day assuming the Holy Spirit speaking. Okay, active assumption is I wake up tomorrow morning and I assume that again. And then next day I, I wake up and I assume that again. And then I get in my car. I assume that somehow between here and church or here and work, the Holy Spirit might say something to me. Mm-hmm. And if we go in with that kind of uh, radar, hmm. up, we're going yeah. to hear stuff. You have a clip about when, he, when he spoke about active assumption. You wake up tomorrow morning, you get out of bed, an active assumption says, Holy Spirit, you're going to tell me something today. So you're telling the Holy Spirit, I'm waiting. Well, I'm actually telling myself <clears throat> okay. more than I'm telling the Holy Spirit, but I'm telling myself, I'm, I, but I am, I'm saying to him, here I am, mm-hmm. bring it. Okay. Bring it. I had a moment this morning, I was writing in my journal and I had, it was kind of a weird moment and I didn't feel like, I had written a few things and then I was waiting sort of to hear what the Holy Spirit had to say. And then he said, well, look down. So I looked down at what I wrote. And he, oh, that's it. Okay, I already wrote it. Mm. I already, does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then I, I chewed on that. Mm-hmm. So it, this is why it's a dialogue. Mm-hmm. And a dialogue with an invisible person. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. Yeah. So I think that might be my mistake. Um, I know that the Holy Spirit um, when, when it fills you or he fills you, he gives you, I've read like he gives you joy. He gives you a sense of joy. Um, that's I, one I, thing. Yeah. That's one, one of, one, one of, of the things. things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my mistake, I guess has been, I'm like, I spend my morning reading or whatever. And I'm like, all right, I write down a prayer. Holy spirit, please fill me today with joy. And then I get to the end of my day and I'm like, well, I wasn't very joyful. <laughs> Maybe the Holy spirit didn't fill me today. Well, I'll try it again tomorrow. <laughs> you know, that's, I think that's been my mistake. Well, yeah, because unfortunately, maybe he was deconstructing today. Yeah, or I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I, Jesus said he will reveal, reveal all, 
He will show, lead you into all truth. Yeah. All truth. And not all truth is joyful truth. Mm-hmm. It's just real. Um, have I shared my fruit basket story on the podcast? Doesn't sound familiar to me. Kenya fruit basket prophecy. I mean, I've heard a million of your fruit basket stories. I'm not sure which one you're referring to. (laughs) Well, all right. Is this, I'll tell the, let me share this story. And I've preached about it before. And I apologize if you've heard this story before, just skip ahead a couple minutes, I guess. But um, this is one of the moments in my life where I think I experienced in multiple ways, the spirit's presence uh, in others and in myself. And it was a hinge point in my life. So I'll just share it. So back in 2005, uh, actually, ironically, at the end of the very original first Rooted, even though it wasn't called Rooted, class, back at Mavuno Church where I was interning, I got to be a part of the very original class and I was just making copies and stuff. And at the end of this class, the two of the pastors of the church uh, had, they, we had this retreat and they took some time around this campfire to pray over everybody that was in the class. And so everybody was sitting around and they walked up uh, to receive prayer from one of one or the other of the pastors. I'll tell the full story because it's ridiculous and <laughs> weird. Uh, and so we're all sitting around. I think maybe there was someone with a guitar or something. We're all just kind of sitting there looking into the fire, thinking things, waiting for our turn to go up and get prayed for. And I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I hear someone like make a, like shout out with noise and then fall over backwards and land on the ground. (laughs) And I was like, whoa, what's happening? Uh, They were being slain in the spirit, which we don't need to get into here. It's a, it's a (laughs) thing that some denominations, more charismatic denominations, it's a normal thing where you will literally just fall over incapable of standing or anymore. And there's actually a reason for that. Well, we can get into it, yeah, but I, I mean, there's a reason why that happens to people. Okay. Well, but we'll come, we'll talk about yeah, that. Another so time. anyway, please do. <laughs> so as I'm Mary's reeling, getting the sweats, reeling from the shock of seeing somebody, <laughs> I'd never experienced that before. I'd yeah. never seen that. So I was, I'm reeling from the surprise of, oh, that person just fell over onto the ground. Uh, and just then the other person being prayed for by the other pastor, same thing. They shouted out something and then they fell backwards and like, I could look their like lips were moving and they were speaking in tongues. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just getting weird. Uh, and then like, yeah. And then eventually uh, it started happening to a couple other people. And then one of the pastors said, Barry, would you please come and catch them? So they don't call and fall into the fire. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> so now I'm catching people as I'm helping them to the ground. And it was very intense. Anyway, sorry, that's not actually, that what does that have to do with the fruit basket? <laughs> we're there. We're not getting, oh, there. We're getting there. We're getting there. So anyway, so uh, all of that's happening. I'm like, my eyes are wide. I'm like, what exactly is going on right yeah. now? And then I went up to get prayed for by pastor Simon. Uh, and I could talk forever about pastor Simon. Well, maybe another time, uh, his stories of spiritual warfare and all that random stuff are crazy. But he said, he pulled me up, put his hand on my shoulder and he said, Barry, I received a vision for you this week and I wanted to share it with you. And then I'm going to pray for you. And he said, Barry, I clearly saw, uh, that you in this vision were a basket full of every kind of fruit, And there were people all around it coming and taking fruit from the basket and eating it. And they were laughing and they were filled with joy. He said, Barry, I believe that God is going to use you to touch the lives of many people. And, and he is going to use you to bring joy to this world. And then he prayed for me. And then I kind of like wandered off into the darkness uh, and try to find a little bit of privacy to think about what I just heard. And, um, 
you have to understand that year was the biggest, most profound life-changing year of my life. And uh, I had gone through a season of really becoming aware of my own brokenness. I was so aware of sin and sin struggles that I had never really um, thought of as all that bad, but suddenly I started to see these patterns in my life and it was just really rough. And so I was very aware of my own brokenness. Um, I had deconstructed much of my faith and I was, I was very raw and tender at that point. Um, a little bit uncertain how much value I possibly even had. So this hit me in a pretty profound way to think that God mm-hmm. would want to use me. So I was sitting by this tree and I just started, I just burst into tears, just weeping tears, just streaming down my face. Um, and I like slid down the tree and just sat on the ground. And what I was going through my head was all of the brokenness and sin that I had been wrestling with this whole year was just like flashing through my mind. And I just, I started asking God, I was like, why me? Why me? Why would you ever want to use me for any of this stuff? Mm. And the one time in my life I've ever felt like I heard the voice of God in every fiber of my being. It was like, it resonated through my body with the words, because you're my son. Mm. And for me in that moment, the Holy spirit, gave me an understanding of grace. I understood that God did not want to use me once I had all my brokenness and stuff figured out. He didn't want to use me when I was all free of sin. He wanted to use me now for who I am. And it finally clicked for me. And so I wept, I wept, I wept as I realized that um, God had spoken to me both through the vision uh, that Pastor Simon had received as well and and his willingness to share that. And also just through this simple four word phrase, because you are my son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just, uh, it, it set me on a different course. Mm-hmm. Frankly, it's a course that led me to here where I am right now. Um, that moment was a turning point for me. And so anyway, sorry, that's a long story, but that is one of those moments where I say, okay, that's what it's like for the spirit to speak. And it doesn't yeah. always have to involve falling over and campfires and weeping, but, but, that to me was confirmation enough that it's real and it's yeah. true. And the spirit does speak yeah. in many different ways. Yeah. Sometimes it's spectacular and sometimes it's quiet yeah. and small. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I had, I had a, the same revelation when grace came to me, when it, mm-hmm. when it finally made sense to me and I'd been singing amazing grace my whole life, my whole life. Mm-hmm. But until you get to that point where you realize what grace really is and, and, and it applies to you. I was talking to my bass player in my band years ago and he's like, you know, I was telling him about this whole notion of man. I think I just qualified myself for ministry. I think I should just count myself out. And he's like, I'm sorry that you ever counted yourself worthy. I'm (laughs) sorry that you ever thought you were good enough. That's a good point. Sick burn. Wow. That's just it. Until we encounter our own brokenness. We're not even ready for ministry or whatever. Um, I, I read a quote about the Reformation and and what grace had meant. And I shared this with Tyler a while ago, Um, but it said, grace has to be drunk straight. No water, no ice, (laughs) and certainly no ginger ale, neither goodness nor badness, nor the flowers that bloom in the spring of super spirituality could be allowed to enter the case. It wasn't about how good I was. Mm. And then on the flip side, it wasn't about how bad I was. Grace is just grace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. The thing about the Holy Spirit is when Jesus told them, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit, it wasn't to say, and here, I'm going to give him to you because here's what he's going to do. He's going to do this and this and this and this. 
if that's what the Holy Spirit was about, then all we're doing is looking for all those outcomes. Mm-hmm. What he said was, I'm giving you the advocate so that you know I'm not leaving you as orphans. Yeah. And, and, and when we stop and say, I got him, I don't get his works. That's when things start start to change and realize I'm loved. He's with me. He walks with me despite my sin. He loves me. So the Holy Spirit is the person we receive, not the person who comes and does stuff yeah. to us and for us. That's and it's it's highly relational. And that's what they were. The, the, his followers were the disciples were worked up about. You're leaving us. We don't know where you're going and why are you leaving us. And it's been a great three years. And does this have to end? It was like, okay, all right, listen, I'm going to send, you're not going to be orphans. You're not going to be orphans. And this is probably a good time to remind everybody that although the Trinity is three distinct (laughs) persons, it's actually one God, all three, both all Christ, the Holy Spirit and God, the Father are one. And so when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we are actually talking about God in a sense, breathing through our reality Mm -hmm. and speaking directly to us. Uh, Yes, as an advocate, yes, as a comforter, but also as the very presence of yeah. God. Yeah. Anyway, I just had and to remind us of that. Not to go back. I want to go back a second. And this is why some people, this is why you cried. This is why when the Holy Spirit touches us deeply, we we weep. Sometimes people laugh. And sometimes, yes, people fall over. It's because our human bodies and psyches were not really, because of sin, they have come to a point where they can't handle the divine physically and emotionally sometimes, not all the time. We just can't handle Mm -hmm. his presence is so powerful that our body and minds don't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. And so they spaz out and we weep uncontrollably sometimes. It doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen sometimes. I think of, was it John on the island of Patmos? Oh yeah. When he sees the resurrected Christ, what does he do? He passes out. He falls on his face. Yeah. Some, you know, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think we look for that, but sometimes it happens. You just can't handle it hmm. in a good way. But So where do we go from here in the series? What are, we, what, what are we talking about next? Last week, I guess I just lied to everyone's face. When I, <laughs> yeah. I got, I got backwards. Uh, the next week you're on again, dad, talking about- John 15. John yeah. 15, if we, the true vine. Yeah, if we, there's a, in John 15, there's a word that shows up 10 times. And it's like, this is like basic hermeneutics, basic basic exegetical work. Look for something that is said a lot. <laughs> yeah. Right? And that'll tell you what it's about. And it's the word remain or abide. Mm. So uh, I, I, let's put it this way. This is, this is next week's sermon in no ways is going to be very fancy. It's not going to be fancy. It's going to be the stuff. My, my, I'll probably start with this. All of... All, all of the world conspires to keep us away from Jesus. Mm. The law of spiritual entropy basically says that everything is moving to disorder away from Christ. And that's why he has to say, stay, remain, abide, persist. Stay, remain, abide, persist. Stay, mm-hmm. stay, mm-hmm. stay. Because that's not our tendency. The world's going to draw us away. So the message is we're going to explore that. Yeah. Sounds and good. I, one little thing I'll say, because I'm going to be the following week wrapping up the series. Are you sure? As far <laughs> as I know, I don't know. <laughs> is uh, as you're listening to these different messages and as you are, I'm talking to whoever's listening, 
and you guys, I guess, but <laughs> as you're reading these scriptures, think about the fact that John put all of these moments together in the last supper on purpose. There's something connecting all of these moments, the washing that Jesus washing his disciples feet, promising that an advocate would come, uh, uh, teaching them to abide, to remain in him. And ultimately praying that they would be unified mm-hmm. as he and his father are unified. What See is if it? You can, well, that's what, what I'm going to talk about. Oh, so uh, no, wrestle, wrestle with that. Think about that. Jesus. <laughs> that's it. You've been to Sunday school too much. Yeah. Yeah. Gave it away. yeah think about it. And you the know what? If you, if you figure it out, go ahead and email me. Cause I, uh, I don't know what I'm going to preach about. So just kidding. I, cool. think, I think they're all connected. So. All right. Well, Dave, thanks for giving us that message. Welcome. All right, guys, the moment is here. So we talked about it a little bit last week. Wait, where's the drum roll? Oh, wait, I need a drum roll. So- and I also realized we forgot to ask Dave how the Holy Spirit spoke to him through a dog. So many people are going to want to know because you mentioned that. Oh, anyways. I'm getting emails. And and I realized after I said that, it would probably come up today. Here's the deal. I don't think I could, there are some very, I would need to get permission from a family before I could tell the story. It was a pastoral care situation. It, it was a pastoral a little care. sensitive. And it was a very sensitive pastoral care situation, but it was as clear as I... Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you offline. I can't. I All can't. Right. I can't say it online Fair yet enough. until I get permission. So, so we've been working on this for a couple months now. As you know, by the time this podcast publishes, we are in the middle of, or we at the very beginning of the week of March Madness in the NCAA basketball tournament. And so we thought, how can we? Do something even cooler. Do something even <laughs> cooler and crazier. Uh, but also, it, it, how can we do something fun that kind of aligns with with the March Madness thing? But also, how can we um, learn a little bit? How can we increase our what we call biblical literacy around here at Grace Church? And so, we had the wacky idea to come up with a wacky. tournament called Bible Character Craziness and uh, starts today. Right now is the very beginning of this. It's going to last six days. And what you, dear listener, get to do is you get to vote on who you think is the greatest Bible character in the Bible, except for Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is not in the tournament because that's a little unfair. He'd but win everything. He would definitely win everything. So if you go to betweensundays.us right now, you'll be able to see a bracket tournament with 64 Bible characters uh, in these brackets. And you can vote on every round every day this week. Um, And by the time we do between Sundays next week, we're going to be announcing the winner on next week's show. So here's the deal. Every day go to between Sundays.us and vote on that day's particular round. Um, And then we will tally up the votes and advance the, the, characters that have the most votes and then the next day do the whole thing over again until we have a winner. Um, so you'll be able to read all about every character. We've put profiles on the, on the page. We've put, uh, some criteria that if you don't know who any of these people are, maybe you could get a little insight into how they've impacted their world, how they, what they believed about God, um, how they make us as readers feel and then key scripture about each person. So it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, uh, the few people I've talked to about this are really looking forward to it. There's, 
there's a seeding, if you're familiar with the March Madness terminology, there's a seeding for every character. So for example, Paul is a number one seed, whereas Isaiah is a number 10 seed. And, and how did you reach those conclusions? <laughs> well, how did you seed them? I have like five disclaimers on the Between Sundays page. <laughs> yes, you do. The third one is I'm not a biblical scholar <laughs> and there might be some uh, points of contention. So I seeded these based on what I knew, <laughs> which was not, not a whole lot, but I, I had a list of 64 people and I knew I needed four of each number because there's four different brackets. And so I just went down the list. Who would be a number one seed? Who would be two, three, four, all the way through 16? You did a lot of work. You really this did? is taking this months, insane. guys. A lot of work. Like mind-boggling yeah. how impressed. much work you put into this. So, it is amazing. Yeah, there, and part of, the, part of the deal is, like Barry raised his eyebrows at Isaiah being a number 10 seed. So let's talk about that. Why should he be? Why shouldn't he be? And as every tournament goes... Wait, where was he? In the Midwest or West? He's in or the... East? He's over facing off against he's, Joseph. Yeah, the he's, Old Testament Joseph. He's in the Northeast bracket. <laughs> okay. Um, Isaiah. Yep. Number 10 seed. Versus Joseph Versus Old Testament. Testament. So yeah. <laughs> I've never done March Madness. Like okay. I've managed Which to avoid weird, it. Which is weird, Marin. My whole life. It just... I don't know. I look at it for, for one. I don't know anything about basketball, let alone college basketball. Your husband loves two, basketball. He does, but that's his thing. I love music. <laughs> that's my thing. I look at this <laughs> and I see like math. I just, math. every time I've ever seen a, a March Madness thing, it's like, uh Oh, that looks like a graph. That looks messy <laughs> to me. So, so we can clear, we can clarify alone. this. No math is There's required. No math, <laughs> no math is, is involved. You, you want to have really a lot of fun with a, March Madness, just go through and look at all of the um, mascots yeah. and pick according to the mascots. Okay. Yeah. There are people that do the whole thing yeah. based on colors based or mascots. On mascots. Or, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Or You'll you never win, but- Never do it ever Marin. in 35 years. <laughs> but can we talk about Mary Magdalene versus Eve? Yes. In the, in the Southeast bracket, uh, number- <laughs> Six, Mary Magdalene versus number 11, it's Eve. It's just funny to see Eve show up on a Bible <laughs> yeah. character craziness thing. Yeah. So I I don't know about that one. I mean- Yeah, what do you think? Well, I definitely put Mary Magdalene- I did too. Like you did? way ahead. Oh, sure. But holy cow. But Eve, the mother of- Eve. Cr- Eve, the, the mother one of who everyone. ate the fruit. Like- Technically, yeah. if you want to talk about impact, she's she, not known for her. She helped to bring about this, the fall of mankind. <laughs> well, so did Adam. But I if mean, it come wasn't on. for Eve, Adam was the one who was held responsible for it. However, wait a minute, does Satan show up on here? Satan's not in it. Satan and Jesus not in it. Yeah, we didn't want to. Because we know Satan that. would lose in the first yeah, round. Yeah, he'd probably be a quick exit. All right, so Eve. <laughs> so this is what I want to do. I want to encourage listeners to talk about this. Go on Facebook and talk to us about this. Um, you're gonna have you're gonna have questions. You're gonna be like, "Why is Job number five? Yeah. You know, things like that. We want to hear it because there's definitely questions and conversations to be had about all this. Um, but what are some of your guys' favorite first round matchups? What's sticking out? We just talked about even Mary Magdalene a little bit, but what are some other ones that stand out Actually, to you? Actually, I just I didn't think about this till just now, but I think I'm gonna print out two extra graphs brackets <laughs> brackets <laughs> and give right. them to my kids yeah because that's yeah, a good idea have them fill I think it out. they would have a, a lot of fun with this yeah. and then we'd all be able to like debate as a family exactly so that's super cool the the framework by which we are gauging who wins you said there's three criteria yeah that, so 
a lot of this, I mean, it's silly. It's a lot of this is, this is subjective. Like if, if I love Deborah and nobody can convince me otherwise, I'm going to vote for Deborah all the way through. Right. But if you don't know who everybody is, we gave you some criteria. So impact, Mm -hmm. how did this person impact the world around them? How did they, how do they impact today's world? Um, maybe that could influence your decision. Um, quality of faith. What did they believe about God at the time? So somebody like, um, Timothy, tons of faith, somebody like Judas, not so much, not so much. Okay. So <laughs> wait, uh, Judas is on here. Judas is on there. To see he's Judas he's on facing there. off against Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if good. he's going to make it real far. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> was oh Judas, my gosh. What was his seed? <laughs> 11. Okay. In 11 seed. Yeah. I mean, he was a disciple. That's true. Yeah. He made it for a while. Yeah. Two Mom and a half and years, dads, dude, was good. My parents <laughs> are listening. Mom and dad, since you are listening, would you please also print this off? This is too much fun. Yeah. I would love to see if my Bible character beats your Bible character. <laughs> wow. I'm seeing John the Baptist versus Ananias. I was going to say, <laughs> hold on a second. Ananias. Well, let's see. Right. Let's so, see. Baptize Jesus. <laughs> Or, hey. or lied, to, or the Holy lied Spirit. to the Holy Spirit and was executed for, for nearly derailing the early church. I mean, oh, it everybody really has cool. their favorites. Why Every- you, you should have put Sef- Sapphira up against Ananias. Yes. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Husband, what? I don't see Gideon on here. Why didn't you include Gideon? So every bracket has its snubs, man. What about and- Ehud? The left-handed judge. I mean, we didn't include him because obviously he would win. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Um, yeah, there's probably Bible characters on here that you're like, where are they? And they're not on here, but I didn't yeah. even think about them. So that, that's for next year. Yeah. So, next year. Well, you got to Rahab and Hagar going up against each yep. other. That, I know that was, that was, that was one of the things I highlighted uh, in the first round. I said, uh, prostitute versus mistress. There you go. Rahab. Who's going to win? Easy win. Easy win. Well, I thought you meant, I thought you meant Rahab, the name for the chaotic sea dragon in ancient mythology. <laughs> nope, also, I didn't also mean that. in scripture. No, <laughs> no okay. I did not mean that. The what? That's, you know, like, <laughs> what are they teaching Leviathan? you? Oh, yeah, Leviathan. What are you teaching in seminary? One of the, one of the, it's in scripture. You learned that in grace kids. It's in scripture. I, I can look it up, but, but Rahab or Rahab was also the name of this mythical oh, chaos that, dragon. Oh yeah. Chaos yeah, dragon. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I remember now. Because, yeah, because of something else, I'll tell you later. (laughs) Another matchup that I identified as interesting is Elijah versus Elisha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I put them together, I didn't know much about either one of them. I just thought, oh, that might be confusing. So let's put them together. Mm -hmm. Uh, But teacher versus student, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Baldy. Baldy. (laughs) Baldy. Yeah. One of them was bald. Elisha, right? Yeah. Baldy. Oh, I should have put him against. And one of them did not taste death. That's right. Mm -hmm. Elijah did not taste death. Mm -hmm. But Elisha sicked a bear on a bunch of kids. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's going to, that's a strike, man. That's a strike against you. Sorry, I should be. I am. No, this is the whole point. I am a studio specialist. It's okay. So Elisha, I think, did twice as many miracles as Elijah. However, if you look at the rest of scripture, clearly Elijah was like everybody's favorite. Yep. They talk about him a lot. Yeah. He shows up at the transfiguration. He's so, kind of a big deal. So who do you, what do you value more? And there's a worship song about work it. or <laughs> popularity. 
Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Or presence of the transfiguration. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah. Any any crazy upsets? You guys have filled out brackets already. Any crazy upsets that you're looking at right now that um, Wait, that we're predicting or yeah, that, that you're we predicting. want to see happen? Because we don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah, either or. Okay, I had Isaiah going really far. How far? He was at the last last wow. game. He lost, last he lost matchup? the final matchup. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But here's All right, why. So that's a major Wait, upset because he's number ten. Yeah, so here's why this is why he was an upset in my bracket. It's because I my first seminary course was on the book of Isaiah. And so (laughs) I I am now a match massive, massive fan of the book of Isaiah. But what I've come to realize since then is just how much of the rest of scripture is dependent on Isaiah, specifically in the New Testament. Without Isaiah most quoted prophet. Yeah, most quoted prophet, so much imagery, so much Mm. thing like everybody points back to Isaiah. He was like the prophet. He was the one as I, cause I put the bracket together and then I started writing profiles for everybody. And he was the one that I was like, man, I really should redo this because he shouldn't be higher than a 10, but he's a 10. Yeah. Here's the thing you want. You like the book of revelation? Maybe not, but if you, <laughs> if you like the book of revelation, I would, I would say that you cannot have the book of revelation without the book of Isaiah. Wow. Well, well so that's my, there it is. You have James on here. I would say that James of Daniel. is on there. Yeah, Do you think is. that highly of Daniel? As Daniel well? too. Yeah, but it's not as much stuff. <laughs> Shorter book. Shorter. Um, <laughs> so you have, have Isaiah have against defeating, people who write in Aramaic. So. <laughs> you have Isaiah defeating Mary at some point. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh, man, you just made a lot of people ooh, angry. Ooh, ooh, ooh Barry. Yeah, how did that? that well, that's no, hurt. Isaiah didn't beat Mary. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he did. You're right, because she. It was Isaiah versus Mary. Yep. Um, <laughs> mother of Jesus, man. Mother can't get of more Jesus. impactful of that than that. She actually, yeah, she was kind of the bomb because she had great inspiration, great quality of faith, technically great impact since hey, she brought. I've got our Esther, Savior into Esther this. Esther beating Mary. Whoa, talk about that. She's what? bold. Ooh. Wait, you have Esther beating? Mm-hmm. Oh Just my goodness! Pure boldness, bravery. Well, Esther beating Mary for mm-hmm. such a time as this. Hey. <laughs> so Esther's got to go through Abraham, John, Wait. <laughs> to get to Mary. Is that the track you have? Well, did I fill this out right? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see that. <laughs> no, you can't move them around on the. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That's funny. So, no, you didn't do this right. <laughs> <laughs> Just go with the mascots. Esther is down here. Mary's right? up here. What? Meanwhile, all the listeners are going, what are they pointing at? Yeah. Well, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully by now, if you're listening to this, you're on between Sundays, looking at the bracket yourself. The bracket, yeah. But you have Mary getting beat by James in the second round. Oh, okay. You're going to really have to like explain all of this. To yeah. Me. Clearly. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> you have, e- you have Enoch and Job in the final matchup. I do. What? Interesting. <laughs> Too. Interesting. Okay. I Wait a minute. Let's uh, talk about makes that. It, Enoch makes it to the final game <laughs> against Job. <laughs> talk about. Please that. explain yeah. yourself. Talk about that. Um. Again. What were you thinking? Take that, us through your process. That's hilarious. <laughs> Everybody loves a good upset. Um. I just think it's hard to top Job, no matter what. Like to lose everything. Yeah. 
and to not lose your faith, to have your wife say, curse God and die. And not do it. Mm-mm, and say, woman, you sound foolish. That's Job. Job is awesome. So That's I think- Strong, that is strong. He's got yeah. a strong game. He's a strong player. Enoch. <laughs> Wait, Enoch. He's like the Cal State Fullerton yeah. of this. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's Atlantic Gulf Coast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, guys. You don't know? You I just know. liked it? Like the colors and mascot? <laughs> <laughs> there there are some that are intriguing. It'd be interesting is if see if people go along with this because not to make this all serious, but the kind of work that you have to do, at least in your own brain, to, mm-hmm. compare, to compare, it's kind of cool. It's yeah. fun. It's yeah. cool. So again, go to Between Sundays and learn all about these people. Um, we give you scripture. So like it's, it's Bible-based and um, yeah, hopefully you guys have fun with this. And re- again, reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, let us know what you're thinking um, and what your experience is like. Uh, every day, cl- voting will start at 11 a.m. and close at 10 p.m. We've got to put the time on it because we've got to get our ducks in a row every morning and get the new round posted for voting. So 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Cast your votes starting right now. Ooh, go. Go, go do it. Wait, who? What, what does it mean to win? <laughs> Great question. That's another disclaimer. So is this gambling? No. Why? Because you don't win anything. You win by just knowing you have, you've picked the greatest Bible character. See, right? That's it. Thank that's you. It. For There's no that's gambling. Right. My grandmother would be very upset if this was a game of chance. No gambling. No, no, no. no. You don't win chance. anything. But I already gave my five bucks. Oh, well that was, <laughs> I'm yeah, kidding. We got, we have a startup cost. <laughs> He's kidding. Kidding. <laughs> it's a joke. Uh, yeah. So voting's live right now. So go do it and let us know what you think. Um, so we will announce the winner next week on Between Sundays. But until then, go Abraham. Go Abraham. <laughs> All right, Paul. Or Enoch. <laughs> All right, Paul. Enoch didn't die, right? Is he the other one that didn't die? He has a cool name. That wasn't in my notes, but. Am I right about mm-hmm. that? He didn't die? What did you put in your notes? I'm thinking I don't know. if you didn't die, you have to advance pretty far. It was a friend because of God. You're true. awesome. Yes. Maybe it was in my notes. I don't know. Go see it for yourselves, all right? <laughs> but until then, Marin, send us out, please. Yes, yes. Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with thy God. And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday.